Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. I am back with another behind the scenes real life chat with you. I recorded one of these episodes in February. I had so much fun recording it. It seems like you guys really enjoyed listening to it. So I decided this is going to be a monthly thing. Every month I'm going to record a real life chat episode where... It's just you and me and we just sit down and I just tell you what's going on in my life. The funny things that are happening, the serious things that are happening, all of the things. So if you want to listen to the very first behind the scenes real life chat with me, that was episode 113. And I'll be sure to include a link to that episode in the show notes. As I was looking through my topics for this episode, I have quite a few of them. I've got lots to tell you guys about. And I was trying to figure out what order I wanted to go in. And I thought a really fun place to start would be with funny things kids say. So early last week, I'm not sure. I can't remember if we were at the clinic or if we were skiing and we were in the chalet having a snack. Either way, it doesn't really matter. I'm sitting there and I have both of my kids because both of my kids were on spring break last week. And all of a sudden, my son looks at me and he goes, what are those things on your forehead? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like my eyebrows? Thinking he can't be talking about my eyebrows. He knows what eyebrows are. And he's like, no, like when you raise your eyes, those things on your forehead. You guys, he was asking me about my wrinkles. (laughs) He's like, what are those lines across your forehead? And I was like, well, buddy, those are what we call wrinkles. When you get older, This is what happens. You get wrinkles in your skin. And it was something that just made me laugh because I have had lines across my forehead for as long as I can remember. I honestly, I think I had them there when I was in my early 20s, mid 20s probably. And I just don't ever remember not having them there. So they do not bother me at all. I'm pretty expressive with my eyes, so they may be more defined. I'm also 37 years old, so I'm getting wrinkles, but it was just so funny because he was like, what are those things? And then my daughter's like, yeah, what are those things? And I was like, gosh, you guys, the kids, the things that kids say that just make you laugh or the things that they don't know, they don't know what things are, the things they 
ask about. It is just, I have so much fun with my kids. And if you follow me on social media, I share my kids here and there and I talk about them. And you might be like, she talks about how her kids are sassy a lot. My kids are super sassy and they're very challenging, but they are also like the greatest thing. They are the greatest thing. They bring me so much joy and listening to the things they say, especially at this age, they are almost four and a half and just turned six and I just love this phase. I love everything about this phase and these ages. I wasn't a huge fan of like the baby phase. Don't get me wrong. I loved them when they were babies, but I just like, I like interacting with them at this phase. I like talking with them. I like doing the things we get to do together. It is just so much fun and it never ceases to amaze me their curiosity and it really brings out the inner child in me and that's one other thing I wanted to talk about because on spring break we went to the mall of America and it really just I think that I love this age so much because everything is so exciting to them. And I may have mentioned this on a previous podcast. I'm not sure. I talk about this a lot. Everything is so exciting to them. You know, we go to the Mall of America and you guys, we live in northern Wisconsin in a small town. So my kids don't go to malls. We don't We don't have a Target in our town. We have a Walmart there are no malls. There are no mall. The closest mall is two and a half hours away. So the first time my kids ever stepped foot in a mall was last fall. And we were trying to explain to them what a mall was. And I was like, never in my life did I ever think I would have to, exp- or I would get to explain to a child what a mall is. But we were explaining to them what a mall was and we went when we went to that mall which was much 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 smaller than the mall of america they were like oh my gosh look at this like they were so excited and i'm like when was the last time you felt excited about being in a mall we went to the east coast last august And we got to go into Boston. We went to the aquarium. And that was the first time my kids had ever been in a big city. So we've traveled a lot, but we don't typically travel to cities. We travel to the mountains to go skiing. We travel to tropical locations. We travel to Disney World. But we have never gone to a big city. My husband doesn't like big cities. It was COVID. So we go into Boston and like, everything was exciting to them. We went over the big bridge and my son was like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest bridge I've ever seen. And then we went through a tunnel and he's like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest tunnel I've ever been in. And then he saw the buildings and he's like, oh my gosh, those are the biggest buildings I'd ever seen. And when we travel, like the moving walkways in the airport and the escalators are like the most fun things to them they just giggle and they laugh and they're so excited and I remember on this specific trip there was an older gentleman who was coming off the escalator as they were getting off the moving walkway 
And I was, he just laughed and he smiled and he was like, oh my gosh, they're adorable. And I was like, you can't not smile watching their excitement about the most basic things. So I think that's why I love this age so much is it just brings me into the present moment and connects me to gratitude for the simplest things. And it's like seeing the world through their eyes is so much more magical than how we see the world as adults usually. And so I would really encourage you guys to try some inner child work and really like tap into your inner child. If you have kids, younger kids, it's much easier to do because they're they're doing these things. But I just being with them at this age has brought me so much joy and so much happiness and so much gratitude for the little things because I just watch them experience the little things and the little things to them are not little. The things that are basic and little to us are new and big and exciting to them and I just love experiencing the world through their eyes. So Mall of America, we were at the Mall of America for spring break. We just went for a couple of days. We had just got back from Montana. We were there for a week. Then they were in school for a week. And then it was spring break for a week. And then we go to Disney World. And I think when this episode airs, we'll be going to Disney World like right around then. And so I didn't really want to go anywhere on an airplane again. But I also didn't want to stay at home the entire week with them. I wanted to do some something fun. And I was thinking about going to Chicago. Chicago is about a five-hour drive for us. And I was like, you know what? What if we just went to the Mall of America? That's about a four-hour drive for us. And I knew they would love – when I was little, it was called Camp Snoopy. Now it's called Nickelodeon Universe. They love rides. They love rides they loved the mall we went to when we went last fall and so I was like you know what why don't we just go there for a couple days we'll stay at the hotel that's connected to the mall I want to buy them some new clothes for spring and summer before we go on this Disney's trip so that'll be a great thing to do I invited my mom to come with us so she came and stayed with us and it just was so much fun. I got to ride the rides with Mason, which really connected me to my inner child as well. We did all the roller coasters, not all the roller coasters. He's not tall enough for all the roller coasters, but we did the roller coasters he could do. We did the log shoot ride. If you're familiar with the Mall of America, it's like a mini version of Splash Mountain at Disney World. And again, it just connected me to my inner child and I would highly highly recommend if you're looking to bring more magic more enchantment more joy into your life to really do things that connect you to your inner child and just challenge yourself to let loose a little bit and have some fun and don't take things so seriously the other day my daughter and I I don't even know where we were going but we had to stop to go to the bathroom at a gas station I think it was on the way to the mall of America and my son just wanted to stay in the car so she and I got out of the car and we walked in and she started skipping through the gas station so I grabbed her hand and we started skipping together I was like who doesn't want to skip in a gas station you know just let loose a little bit okay if you let loose a little bit and just have a little bit of fun and do things that are quirky and funny you are going to bring so much more joy into your life 
So speaking of the Mall of America, let's talk about Legos. My kids are so into Legos right now, specifically my son. We got him his first real Lego sets for Christmas. We got him this whole like space station set for seven plus year old and he was able to do it. And so for his birthday, it was just his birthday on March 13th, we got him more Legos. And then when we were at Mall of America, we went to Legoland and I got them a couple more Legos. And he spent like three days building all of these Lego sets. And my daughter has never really done Legos, but when we were at the mall, we got her a Lego thing. And last weekend, I actually sat with her and helped her start to put together this Lego set. It is the Little Mermaid Castle. And it is also for seven plus year olds. She's four. So she actually could do it. She just, she needs my help. I have to sit there with her. But as we were sitting there, I was like, I can see why kids like Legos. They're very therapeutic. Like sitting there and just following the instructions. It's very, um, it just takes your mind off of everything else. It's a great way to clear your head and just be present in the moment. And at Legoland, they actually had a lot of adult Lego sets. And I was contemplating getting one. However, they were quite, quite, I, I felt like they were quite pricey and it was one of those things where it was kind of like it would be fun to do but do I really want to pay that much for it? Probably not. I'd rather spend that money on something else. So I was like I'll just help the kids do it but they are so into Legos and I feel like it's a really great activity that is completely opposite of a lot of the things we do. A lot of the things I do with them are very physical activity, right? We go skiing a lot. We go outside. We go sledding. We're doing biking and hikes and it's a lot of like outdoor physical activity and Legos is the complete opposite, right? Like you're sitting still. You're using your mind. You're following instructions. You're very quiet. It's inside. And so I feel like it's just a great um, opposite end of the spectrum in terms of things to do for them. I think the most amusing part about all of this is I have now moved into a phase where I have Lego decor in my house. I should probably take a video of my Lego decor to post with this episode. I I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud, but I just finally took down the last of my Christmas decorations. And I was like, one of the things I don't like about taking down all my Christmas decorations is my house feels very bare. I'm really good at decorating for Christmas. I would not consider myself very good at just simply decorating. So when I take all the Christmas decorations down, it feels like there's not a lot of decor And I was sitting there thinking like, we have this huge media center underneath our TV in our living room. And I'm like, what am I going to put on there? And then we have a fireplace mantle that I used to put a big painting up on. But now my husband's elk is above, is finally, after five years of being in this house, is finally hung above um, the fireplace so there's not enough room for that painting but it just looks kind of bare and I've just been thinking what am I going to put in all these places enter 
Legos. I have now gotten to the point in my life where I am displaying my son's Lego creations as decor. (laughs) And you know what? It's actually really cool because it fills the space. It's amazing that he's put these things together and he feels really proud that I have them on display. My daughter feels really proud that I've put her Lego creations on display. So yes, we have moved into the phase in my life where my house is now decorated with Legos. Okay, so tying into the Mall of America... I mentioned this, how it was their spring break, and I was like, I don't really want to stay home. I feel like I am always on the go. Do any of you feel like that? Like, I don't like sitting home. I really don't. Every once in a while, I enjoy staying home for a weekend so I can get things done around the house. But for the most part, I like being out and about doing things but I think I need to stay home a little bit more because as I was packing for this trip to the Mall of America I was like you know what I probably should have stayed home this week there's just a lot of stuff to do around the house that I have put off one of those things was taking down the rest of my Christmas decor another is going through my kids drawers and closets and packing away all the clothes that don't fit My kids' closets, my son's is better than my daughter's. My son's, I did this already. My daughter's, I haven't done this. It is filled with clothes that don't fit her. And I really, really, really need to get those clothes packed away. Same thing with her drawers. Number one, because there's really not any room for new clothes. And she's grown out of a lot of these, most of these clothes. So I really need to do it so I have room for the new clothes that she gets because she needs new clothes. And number two, she'll go and put on clothes that clearly don't fit her. And I I get it. Like she likes those clothes. They're from last summer or last fall or even this last winter. Like the clothes I got her in December don't really even fit her anymore. And so then it becomes a bit of an argument because I'm like, you can't wear that. It is too small. It doesn't fit you. And I'm like, I would just make my life so much easier if I packed up all these clothes But we've been on the go so much that I haven't made it a priority to pack up all the clothes. And in order to do that, I need to stay home. So I need to do that. I also need to decorate her room. Her room is still not decorated. So she was in a different room when she was a baby. And then we moved her into her current room. And I had the walls painted. But I have done zero since then she has pink walls and there are there's nothing up on the walls I haven't decorated her room at all so I need to do that there's decorating I want to do in our house there were things I wanted to order for outside for when the snow melts if it ever melts which I did get those things done but I was just like you know what I should probably one of these times stay home instead of going somewhere But then again, I'm also like, I have this guilt around my kids just sitting at home. I don't know if any of you have that guilt, but I'm like, it's got to be kind of boring. Like, I don't want them to just be sitting there watching TV while I'm, you know, cleaning out their closets or doing this other like decorating stuff or organizing. 
that's I don't want that and I think that's why I'm like well I'll just do it later I'll just do it later I'll just do do it while they're at school but then I end up working doing my work while they're at school and I don't get to this other stuff I just need to make it a priority I think that's it I just need to make it a priority and maybe I need to stay home a little bit more I probably need to do that anyway I was wondering if any of you feel like that if any of you are that way and if that resonates with you okay are you sitting here listening to these episodes feeling motivated inspired and ready to make some moves you've got that deep fire in your belly that deep desire in your soul to courageously meet your edge to create movement to activate your next level because you know you've only touched the surface of what you're capable of are you ready to create the life that you've always desired to embody the woman that you've always desired to be here's the thing you know something is missing you just can't quite put your finger on what it is you know what you desire is possible you're just not quite sure how to get there and what's holding you back you've been contemplating making a move and investing in yourself in a major way but you just haven't pulled the trigger yet you're excited you're anxious and you're nervous but you know in your gut that you're ready in my mentorship containers I'm able to quickly see the subconscious beliefs and patterns that have been holding you back from the things that you ultimately desire the ones that are so deeply buried in your subconscious in your shadow that you can't see them together we're going to investigate layer after layer after layer to expose all of the things hidden under the surface creating resistance I'm going to help you bring those things to the surface to examine them and release them I'm going to challenge your ways of thinking being and doing and I'm going to reflect back to you where you're being small where you're dimming your light and the things that you're hiding and then from there I'm going to help you connect the dots to get clear on your next level and then support you as you take those leaps I'm going to hold you accountable as you ascend it's going to feel exhilarating freeing spacious like a breath of fresh air and at times scary and challenging my one-on-one mentorship and mastermind are now enrolling but spots are very limited click the link in the show notes to learn more about what these containers entail or just shoot me a quick direct message on instagram at lauren underscore francois to chat and see if we're a good fit for each other and which container makes the most sense for you Okay, so let's shift into something a little bit more serious right now. If you have been following me on my stories, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but my daughter Avery got put under for a minor medical procedure on March 22nd. And what ended up happening is it turned into an abscess. She ended up having an abscess on the back of her right knee. But this had been developing for six and a half weeks, you guys, since like the very beginning of February. She had started with just this little red bump on the back of her leg. And I remember seeing it and thinking, that's weird. Like it's the middle of winter and she was calling it a bug bite. And I was like, it's the middle of winter. Like there's no bugs. And I thought, okay, it could be a spider bite. And I just made the mental note of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep an eye on it. Well, a week later it had gotten redder and the redness was spreading out in all directions. Now I had a really bad skin infection on my elbow back in 2013 
And so I was like, you know what? This kind of looks like that. I'm going to take her in. I took her into urgent care. They were like, yep, it's probably a superficial skin infection. We're going to put her on antibiotics. They put her on antibiotics for 10 days. It completely took away the redness, but the bump was still there. And when I was there, they were like, if, you know, she starts to not feel well, if she gets a fever, if she gets sick, you definitely want to bring her back in. And I was like, okay. So she was all good. She did the 10 days of antibiotics. And then this red bump just, it did not look right. And it just kept getting a little bit bigger. And I texted a friend who is a PA in dermatology and she was like, it looks like a boil to me. Put a warm compress on it as much as you can. You can't really do anything until it comes to a head and then it can be drained. And this was right before we went to Montana. So I did that, never came to a head. We went to Montana that Saturday morning. Out of nowhere, she threw up and I totally freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is related to that but that infection that was on the back of her leg. So we took her into the ER. Did not end up being related to the infection on the back of her leg. I think I yes I did an episode on this it is episode let me go see it is the episode on duality holding the duality episode 117 if you want to go back and listen to it but she ended up having croup and bronchiolitis when we were in Montana which if you listen to the previous behind the scenes episode I say something on there that like she was sick when we were in Montana last year and I'm just so looking forward to a trip where she's not sick. Well, ha, joke's on me because she was sick. The trip was saved. It still was a fantastic trip. If you listen to episode 117 on duality, you'll hear me talk all about that. But anyway, so I took her into the ER and he gave her this cream, this ointment. And he was like, just put this ointment on that um, spot for the next one to two weeks, two times a day, and that should take it away so we did that and it's it wasn't better but it seemed like it was almost gone well then we get back from Montana and the entire week before spring break this bump kept getting bigger and I was like this thing like something is happening this this bump keeps getting bigger and it hurt when you pushed on it it hurt her so I took her into urgent care the PA that I saw in urgent care so this is our second time in urgent care third time in for this thing the PA that I saw there said it's a boil I'm not going to put her on antibiotics put a warm compress on it let's get it to come to a head if it doesn't get any better over the weekend come back well lo and behold it did not get better over the weekend so we went back to urgent care on Monday this is our fourth time in there they put her back on the original antibiotic she was on scheduled us with pediatrics we went there on Tuesday and he was like, I think it might be an abscess, but it could also be a skin infection like MRSA. If you know anything about skin infections, MRSA, staph infections, they can get very, very serious. And if they get into your bloodstream, it can be life-threatening. So that freaked me out. And so he put her on an antibiotic. And this was the Tuesday before we went to the Mall of America. We went on Wednesday. And he was like, If this is going to work, you'll notice a difference in the first few days. If not, come back next week. So it seemed like maybe it was getting a little bit better until that Saturday. And then that Saturday, I looked at it in the morning and it, it was bigger and it was starting to get red again. And I was so frustrated, you guys. I was so frustrated. 
I was like, I am so over this. We have been dealing with this for six weeks at this point. I have been on top of it and nothing is working. So that Monday morning, I called in to pediatrics. I said, I need to be seen with her today. We need to get this figured out. So we saw the pediatrician. He was like, I think it's an abscess. It needs to be drained. I'm going to I'm going to hook you up with general surgery. So then we had an appointment with general surgery on Tuesday. He looked at it. He's like, yep, it's an abscess. It needs to be drained. That's the only way it's going to heal. And so we opted instead of her kicking and screaming while he tried to numb the area and me holding her down and it creating this incredibly <laughs> traumatic experience, we opted to have her put under for this procedure and all it was was he just like cut it cut this abscess open it's just a little slice to clean it out and drain it so that it could heal but it involved having her put under and you know I know it's rare very rare for any complications to happen with that but there are complications that can happen with that and she's four years old and so the day that she had this done she was oh my gosh it was so she was so cute she was so brave and the nurses and the doctor were absolutely phenomenal but um I shed a tear I started crying before they um rolled her away I was like oh my gosh that's my baby they're taking her and but she was hilarious they gave her this um this drink that you know kind of like relaxes them and when this drink kicked in, you guys, she just started giggling. Oh my gosh, she couldn't even talk. She was just laughing and laughing and laughing. And all of the nurses were laughing and she was fake sneezing. And I wish I would have taken a video of it, but I didn't. I should have taken a video of it. It was so funny. But the procedure went well and she did great. And she was back at school the next day. But it was like that whole process was just stressful. Not knowing what was going on. Not feeling like anything we were doing was working. Then having this Disney trip coming up and feeling like I want this resolved before then. And and then having her put under. Whether it's major or minor, it's still stressful. And I fully realize that some of you listening to this might have even bigger challenges going on with your children. I am fully aware that there are parents who are dealing with much more serious medical conditions. However, no matter how serious, and I feel so deeply for those of you who are navigating that because even just this minor thing was stressful. It was stressful. And I'm glad it's over. But uh, so yeah, Avery got put under for the first time. I didn't really share a lot of that on my stories. It was happening behind the scenes. But that leads me to duality again. So as this was happening and we were navigating this over the last six weeks, there were great things that were happening too. You know, the morning, um, the morning that I noticed that her, uh, the abscess had gotten a lot 
had gotten bigger and was getting redder, I also received like one of the coolest emails that I think I've ever received in my business regarding this podcast. And so it was like balancing those two things, right? Like the really, really exciting things that are going on. And then you have this other thing that's stressful and frustrating and challenging. And it just reminded me of the duality of life and of our day-to-day. And it, I feel like I have gotten so much better at maintaining my power, when it comes to holding the duality. So not letting the challenging things ruin the good things, but being able to really hold both of them at the same time. And when you do that, when you can do that, I think it really opens you up to expansion because you're saying, I can hold the bad with the good. And I don't have to let the good ruin or the bad ruin the good and I go into that in that episode episode 117 on holding the duality so we've been dealing with that for a while the last thing I want to say about that is I just highly recommend being an advocate like being a really strong advocate for yourself for your children especially when it comes to medical things and just staying on top of things I've always been the type of parent who would rather go into the doctor and have them say, nope, she's fine. She doesn't need anything than to let something go and get to a point where I regret that I didn't go in. So um, just really staying on top of things. And I recommend, you know, putting your foot down and getting stern when you feel like you need to be seen and something needs to happen because that's the only way sometimes that something's going to happen So on a lighter note, let's talk about things that bring joy to adults, like a new dishwasher. That's right. We just recently got a new dishwasher. We have been in our house for six, six years now? No, five and a half years. It'll be six years in, on Memorial, not not Memorial Day, on Labor Day. It'll be six years in our house. So we have, and our house was like 10 years old when we bought it so we haven't had to replace any appliances but a few of our appliances were getting to the point where it was like these are probably going to be need to be replaced soon so our dishwasher um for a while now it's been kind of rigged because things were breaking and there was a Wednesday that I was home like this was right before we went to Montana. It was the Wednesday before we went to Montana. So we're talking like February, I think we left on February 24th or something like that. So it's like February 22nd and I'm home and I open the dishwasher and the door just like falls to the ground. And I left it open for a while because I was doing stuff. And when I went to close it, I noticed that it wasn't lined upright. So it was not closing the door wasn't lined up to the actual dishwasher and this has happened before and usually you can just jiggle it and it will line up well I jiggled quite a lot and it did not line up and so I was like okay I'm just gonna like leave the dishwasher open the rest of the day until my husband gets home he got home and I was like can you fix the dishwasher like it's not lined up and I can't get it lined up well 
like 30 minutes later and I was pretty sure that our dishwasher was never going to work again from the noises that were coming over there and the words that were coming out. And if you have a husband like mine, you know what I'm talking about. But eventually my husband got it realigned, but he was like, we need a new dishwasher. So the funniest part about all of this is that the dishwasher, like he got it realigned, but the door would not stay closed. And so the dishwasher still worked. We could still run it if we could get the door to stay closed. So the way that we got the door to stay closed is with duct tape. So we duct taped our dishwasher closed every time we needed to run it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so ghetto and so hilarious. And that's how our dishwasher was. And we went to Montana. I ordered a new dishwasher. And so the dishwasher finally came this this week, the week of this recording. And it got installed. And I had actually never seen the dishwasher. So when I called the appliance store, I told him what kind of dishwasher we had. He asked me a couple questions about what kind of dishwasher I wanted. I answered those questions. And then he said, okay, let me see and look what we have. And he was like, there's one model that is not on back order. And I said, okay, I want that model. I never looked at it. I had no idea what it was going to look like. So when they installed this dishwasher, it was the first time I saw it. My husband came home that day and he was like, how's the dishwasher? I was like, it's good. And he was like it's just good. It's not great. And I was like, I mean, it's a dishwasher. But I have to say, after using this dishwasher now for a few days, I'm like, this thing is amazing. It has three levels. It can hold so many dishes. It is so light. The door goes up so easily. It is so quiet. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, the things that bring you joy as an adult, the things you get excited about. I am pumped about our new dishwasher. On that same note, I had decided a couple weeks ago that I needed to clean my car. I'm a mom. You know as a mom, your car can get very dirty. I pride myself on keeping my car relatively clean on the inside. I don't let my my kids, we don't leave wrappers in the car. We don't leave food. I try, There's not a lot of junk in there. That that bothers me. I think it bothers me more because we live where it's cold so the car gets dirty on its own in the winter either way. There's just like it's just dirty and so anyway it was dirty and I was like I just need to clean my car. So I get my car detailed at least once a year but I don't like to get it detailed until all the snow has melted and everything is like all the mud is gone and I knew that's ways off so I just bought some like leather wipes and some console wipes and last weekend while the kids were napping I went out and I just wiped everything down and oh my gosh I was like so excited after I cleaned my car I'm like oh my gosh my car feels so new and so beautiful and I love it and I'm just so happy and I never thought I would be this happy about having a clean car and it just made me laugh and I know that there are so many of you listening that can relate so the things that bring us joy as adults new dishwashers new appliances clean cars you know we really aren't that hard to please right (laughs) And that brings me to the final couple things I wanted to tell you about. The next thing is um, I've just noticed something about myself that maybe you guys have noticed about yourselves too. Or if not, I want you to pay attention to this. 
So as I am recording this episode, I am at the beginning of my menstrual phase of my cycle. And it's so funny. I know now exactly when my cycle is going to start. I actually have been tracking my cycle for a few years now. I use the Glow app and I love tracking my cycle. I align my some of my business activities with my cycle. If you have never tracked your cycle and you don't know much about your cycle, I would highly recommend learning about the four phases of your cycle, your energy within those four phases. You can learn about your hormones within those four phases, what you are primed for, what what your body and your brain are primed for during each phase, what is really good to do during those phases, what's not so good to do during those phases. It is so interesting. It is so interesting. And I started aligning things with my cycle, like I said, a couple years ago. I think it was in 2020 when I really like started diving into this. Maybe it was 2021. I'm not sure. But I did an episode. I'll have to go back and look at what episode it is. But I did an episode all on the phases of your cycle, what your energy is like in each phase, what you are primed for in each and what you're primed for in each phase. So I will tag that episode in the show notes. So I've been paying attention to my cycle, like I said, for a few years now. And one thing I have noticed is that at the very end of my luteal phase, usually like one or two days before my menstrual phase starts, I am really annoyed with my husband. The things he does just drive me nuts. The inner dialogue. The inner dialogue. Um... (laughs) And so this week, like two days ago, the inner dialogue was an annoying annoyance dialogue. And I was like, my cycle has to be starting like tomorrow or the next day. It has to be coming like soon, like now. And like I said, I track it, but it's not always like accurate to the day. There's a little bit of wiggle room, like a day or two usually. So I never quite know what the day is going to be. But if I tune into (laughs) whether my husband is really annoying me or not, usually I can tell when it's going to happen. And that's what happened this month. I noticed that I was starting to get really annoyed with little things that I shouldn't be annoyed with. And I was like, my cycle is definitely going to start like tomorrow. And it did. It did. So it actually is a really good thing too because when you're aware of these things, then I don't say anything because I know it's not really him, it's me. And you know, when you're self-aware, you can save yourself because <laughs> we can get a certain way, right? Especially late luteal phase. Late luteal phase is tough. Your energy is usually the lowest during late luteal phase. Your mindset isn't that great sometimes. You get annoyed. So yes, I think it's it's very interesting. I think it's great to know yourself on that level to understand what's going on in your body. And I would highly recommend looking into it. I'll definitely link that episode I did. But it was so funny. I was just like having those thoughts. <laughs> and I was like, my cycle is definitely coming like tomorrow. And it did. So the last thing I want to talk about is my son's birthday. My son turned six on March 13th. 
And up until last year, we did not do birthday parties. The We did birthday parties, but they were just with family. Because I was like, I don't like to plan. And I just don't feel like it is necessary for me, at least, and for my son to have a big birthday party with kids when he was like two and three and whatever, even four. So last year was the first year we did a birthday party and it was great. This year we are doing a birthday party and it's going to be at our local bowling alley and there are 19, 19 children, five and six-year-old, four, five and six-year-olds mostly coming to this party. So by the time this this episode airs, it will be done. But say a prayer for me that I survived this birthday party. It'll be great. It'll be great. He's going to have so much fun. It's going to be great. But 19 kids bowling. 19 kids. That's a lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. I would love to know, do you guys do big birthday parties for your kids? Or do you just do family? Or what... What do you do? Is there a certain age you switched from family to friend parties? Oh, I know what else I wanted to say about the kids' birthday parties. Okay, so both years, my son has invited his entire class to his birthday. Whenever you ask him who his best friend is, he says everybody, which I think is the coolest thing ever. He doesn't have a best friend. He is literally friends with everybody. So he wanted to invite his whole class last year and he was in 4K, which is like pre-kindergarten. And the entire class came, even his teachers. And it was so cool. I think there was, there were two little girls who couldn't come because there were conflicts, but um the parents came and the kids came and we did this indoor mini golf and they had so much fun so this year he was like I want to invite my whole class again along with other friends and I was like okay so we printed out these I had these cute uh blaze in the monster machines invitations made and we printed them out we cut them out and I was like have your teacher put an invitation in every child's folder So we did that like a month in advance because I just wanted to know how many kids would be coming. And you guys, I am kind of appalled at the response. So literally like less than a week before the RSVP date, there were, there was one mom out of like 12 who had RSVP'd for her child that was in his class. And I was like, what is going on here? And... At this point, there are, so half of his class has RSVP'd and is coming and the other half I just haven't heard anything from. And I'm just kind of like, I'm not mom shaming, but I just don't understand the inability to RSVP. I really don't. Like when I get an invitation, I try to RSVP right away and I am not perfect. There have been ones that I've missed, but like when it's for birthday parties for my that my children are invited to IRSVP I would say like right away and I didn't hear back from half of these people and then I think it's interesting because the majority of them that didn't RSVP have girls is it like a thing already in kindergarten that if you're a girl you can't come to a little boy's birthday party like that to me seems silly I don't know, that to me seems silly, but I'm like, it's weird that it's like all girls 
that they didn't RSVP. Like, are they not okay with coming to Mason's birthday party? I don't know. Who knows? I'm hoping they just couldn't come. And that's why they didn't RSVP. But here's my little plug. If you get an invitation, whether you can go or not, RSVP. Unless it says only to RSVP if you're going. Which it didn't say. It just said RSVP by a certain date. I don't know. This is a pet peeve of mine, clearly. I have pet peeves just like everybody else. But anyway, that is my little plug for you. RSVP. If you get an invitation to a kid's birthday party, please just RSVP and let them know if you can go or not. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the girl boy thing is. I, I don't get it, but who knows? Who knows? Everyone thinks differently, right? So that really is what I've got for you today. Now that we are 45 minutes in, that is an update on my life this past month. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to see more reviews of the podcast. It's so easy to leave a review. I actually walk you through it in um, the exit like message of this podcast. So just stay on and listen to how you can leave a rating and review. I would be so appreciative. And if anything that I said resonated with you, made you laugh, if you have an opinion on it, I would love to chat with you. Head on over to Instagram or Telegram. Both of those links are in the show notes. And send me a message. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what made you laugh. Let me know what made you chuckle. If you really enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it on your Instagram and tag me and I will reshare it on my stories. And I will be back next month with another behind the scenes lifestyle chat with you or real life chat, whatever we're going to call it with you. And who knows what will happen by then. We will have gone to Disney World and... Yeah, that's our big thing for April is Disney World. So I'm sure I'll have lots to say about that and any other crazy things that are happening in my life. So I hope you you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you at our next episode. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.